Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this is Delon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy, happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Hope that your day has been treating you kind. I um, hope that you are getting uh, some uh, things done this week, and I hope that this week overall is just kicking off on a great and a positive note for you guys. And so tonight, you guys, I'm excited. Um, we have another new guest um, joining us this evening. Um, we're going to have Audra Jimenez. She's going to be joining us. She is a speaker, author, and founder of Blacktopia, and I just absolutely love that name. And so tonight, you're going to find out all about Blacktopia, um, the history behind it, what motivates it, what keeps it going, all of those great things, um, as well as learn more about Audra tonight also. Um, if you didn't know, the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. Um, so we always thank Vibration Radio for supporting us uh, through our endeavors, as well as our friends at Ambient Records in Kansas City. We definitely appreciate you guys with um, CEO Stephen Jerome Ferguson out there, as well as our friends in Morero, Louisiana, at um, The Shop, um, located at 3609 West Bank Highway. So if you're ever in Morero, Louisiana, definitely go by The Shop. Um, they got the best daiquiri wings and overall just a fun, um, good time environment. So make sure you guys go and check them out. But nevertheless, uh, during the broadcast this evening, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call it. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so we're not going to delay. We're going to bring the lady um, of the hour on here so you guys can learn all about her and then some. Um, Audrey, are you there? Yes. Yes, I am. Welcome. Um, let me know if I'm not saying your name right because I didn't want to. I didn't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> it's okay. It's um Audra Ukaindi Jimenez. Oh, see, see, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna have to practice. I, maybe I should have practiced like two months ago. <laughs> Absolutely. So for the folks out there, uh, including myself, this may be their first time uh, being introduced to you, getting to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I am 
newly an entrepreneur. So I am a clinical social worker, and I okay. have been working in the field for 15 years, working with families and youth, mostly doing school social work. Um, and I have also had my education in a varied uh, array of states. So I went to school in California, Arizona, Connecticut, New York. And so I saw yeah. a lot of things along the way in my journey yeah. um, and just how I grew up and, and, you know, the experiences that my fellow peers were having as I was growing up. So I just um, have a lot of experience in that. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about educational inequalities and just, like, building educational equity. Awesome. And do you think, uh, you know, kind of being in different areas definitely um, gave you a different perspective um, of different walks of life and different um, cultures even um, by having that experience of of being in different locations? Yes, it definitely did. I mean, um, my family, I have three brothers, so we all moved around a lot. And um, Mm -hmm. Just being with different people, having different friendships in different places has allowed me to grow in certain areas, I guess, in my personality also. But but with the people that I meet and being open to speaking to new people, um, I really enjoy that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when it came um, to social work, because that that deals with a, a whole lot of different avenues um, in, in itself. And what is one of those things that made you uh, really want to gravitate towards that? And what is that? What do you get out of that that really feeds your soul um, by doing that kind of work? Yeah. So um, what I always, when I was younger, I always wanted to help people um, seeing different walks of life and also experiences that I had in my educational journey and just with my family, um, I just wanted to be the change for someone. Yeah. And when yeah. I was in school, I originally wanted to be a pharmacist. <laughs> and oh, when, I wow. school, when I got to school, it changed because I always wanted to help people, and that was not – I'm a social person. That was not for me. <laughs> and um, – <laughs> And so I got into social work. Uh, One of my friends introduced it to me, and I just was like, this is what I need to do. I need to find ways and areas to change things that um, may not be working well for people, and then how can I be a person to um, make opportunities for other people? And so school was really my passion because when I was in school, you know, there were different things in my in different adversities that I had to manage and then with my Absolutely. brothers that we had to manage. And so I mm-hmm. just wanted to really help youth um, navigate their educational mm-hmm. journey so that they would be, you know, they, they would pos- their life would result in a positive um, way. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because in, in, today, in today's time, um, I feel that, our youth are growing up under very different pretenses uh, than um, probably you and I were. Um, It's it's a lot more, um, you know, when I was in school, I used to think it was peer pressure to do certain things, you know, Um, but now uh, the pressure is even harder for our youth 
um, going through school and having to deal with various issues from, you know, bullying, um, kids experimenting with drugs, you know, cyberbullying, all these different avenues. Do you think that kids now um, have the support that they need in the way that they need it um, to to deal with all of the the issues that a lot of them face today? Yeah, I mean, that is a question. Um, and it mm-hmm. depends on, you know, you could be in an area or a place where you feel like you don't have a lot of support, but if you have family right. behind you, if you have uh, networks, if you have um, positive people within your school, there are a lot of um, avenues and supports that you can access. The thing yeah. is having the positive um which is why I've, I've, I wanted to start Blacktopia is like having positive inspiration and motivation within you helps you to reach out mm-hmm. for that. So if somebody yeah. is telling you, you know, giving you this positive um, food for your soul in your family or anywhere or you see it outside of yourself or even in the media, something that you can just um, know that your inner duty and your inner soul is being fed, then you can also look for those supports as you're going along in your journey. And I think mm-hmm. the, youth, the youth nowadays, yes, there are a lot of obstacles in the way and there are a lot of things that um, can get in the way of their positive journey, but also there's Absolutely. a lot of people and a lot of supports out there that really want to help. And so right. when it works, it works. And when it doesn't, we need to find something that helps it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm in a total agreement with that. I think, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, I think people kind of kind of throw their hands up, you know, at our youth and, and some of the issues that they face at times. And like you said, that's when we have to, you know, step into a different position and find, you know, okay, what other avenue can we go about helping them? You know, what other resource um, can we create um, to help them um, and guide them into, you know, great leadership roles, you know, because that's the thing, you know, we see the potential um, in our youth. We just have to get them to see the potential, you know, within themselves a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And where they use that potential too, because they are so creative. There's so many different, um, you know, things that they latch onto that I'm like, what? What? How did you do that? But then you you, um, use that and then you, you help them, figure out the way that they can turn that into a positive or, or use something that's already out there that they can be a part of and, and, and help other youth. Because I think sometimes youth know themselves so well they can help each other. And Absolutely. there's a lot of great work um, being done to help youth um, peer, uh, you know, do peer leadership and, and really help each other out. And entrepreneurship, I mean, they have a lot of programs for youth uh, to be their own entrepreneurs. And I think depending on where a youth is positioned, they may not have access to that, which is what I found in my educational journey, and I want to open that up. I want to see how can we give that access and knowledge that other things are possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, besides um, social work, you also um, are an author as well, correct? Um, Well, I... uh, I'm an author. No, no, no. I have the website. I am an author. I don't. 
remember authoring any. Uh, just just I'm sorry, website, but you also do no. You also are a speaker as well, and you speak at um, various functions. Is that correct? Yes, um, that's what. Um, yes, yes, I I do that. I'm a I'm an advisor at uh, with uh, social work students, and so I do do some speaking, I do some seminars, I do um, you know uh, motivational teaching. So that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, look, I said Arthur. Maybe I'm speaking into existence. Maybe it's coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, mean, I do have some stuff written, but I was like, I'm like, maybe it's yet. coming. <laughs> I'm just letting you know ahead of time. So <laughs> next year, <laughs> next year sometime, if, if the books start early, he's like, well, you know, I was on Bianca's show and she did say I was an author. So <laughs> you're helping me. You're helping me manifest that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, But also tonight, uh, we are talking about um, Blacktopia, uh, which is a phenomenal name. I just absolutely love it. And so tell us the the, the history, the the creation behind the name um, Blacktopia. Okay, so, um, so I'm a social worker, so I go to a lot of functions where we're trying to figure out how to change certain um. Right. Certain community uh, ills and, and, you know, um, things that are going on in the community that are negative. And so I went right. to a, a meeting and I was thinking, we, we met for hours and hours and we were talking about everything that was wrong and everything that was going on with the youth and the community. And when I walked out of there, I, you know, sometimes when you're talking about it, it, it gets you down, right? It's just like, wow, there's all these things that are happening. Absolutely. And we're trying to get solutions, but we. But then I started thinking, well, yeah, okay, so we're trying to get the solutions, but what do we actually want it to look like? If we have a goal, what would that goal be? What would we envision the opposite of whatever the negative thing is, right? So I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, okay, so, well, for me, we're talking about, like, black and Latino issues and all this. And I was like, blacktopia, like the utopia of what <laughs> <laughs> if none of these things existed, right? And so I asked my I asked myself two questions. I was like, you know, what would the world be like if there were no racism, discrimination, segregation, mm. for black people or people of color? What would that look mm-hmm. like? What would it look like to change the mindsets of people affected? And you know, what messages would support that mindset, right? right. And right. I'm like, okay, so. Well, the word I got, Blacktopia, so I Googled it. I was like, is it already out there? What does it mean? And it was so uh, negatively used <laughs> when I Googled it. I was like, what? That's what people think it is? And so then I thought, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? So I thought to myself, no, I'm going to make this talk. This is going to be every single I would want to see, and I'm just going to yeah. create it. And I'm just going to put yeah. it out there because when I was a when I was a child or when I was a youth or even a young adult, I was like, I want to buy things. I want to see things yeah. out there that represent me. Right. And, um, and also this whole idea of black royalty, right? So right. history was my worst subject. I hated history. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like it none of it uh, connected with me. I was just like, you know, where am I in history? And if slavery is the only thing, I just can't take this. So, so I decided, and that's high school, you know, high school. Because when you get to college, your mind is open. You can take classes that you want. And I think what happens is a lot of youth don't get 
you know, they're just already bogged down with school. Sometimes they don't get there where their mind can be blown, right? Like, this right. is all different. This is not the truth, right? So, um, so I just thought, Blacktopia, let me just make, let me just, let me just start building products and ideas and things that I want to see. And what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And then that's what, I, that's what I did. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, and, uh, you know, the thing about it that, that you mentioned about, <clears throat> you know, um, being able to buy something, you know, that represents, you know, you and who you are, um, and, and I think that, you know, that is something very powerful because a lot of times, you know, even in, in our youth, um, a lot of us can remember, you know, frequenting certain stores or going certain places with our parents and although those places didn't always represent us, you know, some places had a little section, <laughs> you know, yeah, or or exactly. or whatnot, you know, that you know you could go and and get things from. But to be able to connect to a source where it fully, you know, represents and embodies um, who you are and things that represent you, you know, and, and your culture, you know, it is a phenomenal thing, and I think it also shows great representation to our youth, you know, to, to show them as well um, about embracing, you know, who they are um, and, and loving themselves because, you know, that, that can be a tough situation too, because, you know, a lot of times as we get older, sometimes we, um, you know, we kind of stray from certain things, values and certain things and people in our lives, you know, help us <laughs> on that journey. And so to be able mm-hmm. to um, have something, you know, such as Blacktopia um, that mm-hmm. is able to connect. And um, I-, I love it because of the messages um, on your products as well. Um, uh, one-, one of my favorites was... Um, um, the pouches, um, and I'm a pouch person. I, I don't know why I, I have to uh, have so many pouches, but yeah. um, you know, the blackest magic. You got the black love. Um, yeah. The t-shirts. You got life, liberty, and uh, equity. Uh, you know, so it's just putting the message out there. Um, and, and the black wives. I love the black wives matter. Uh, <laughs> My my husband, I'm gonna give him credit. My husband actually came up with that thing. Good I didn't even. Job, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing that I really wanted to promote with the product is the beauty of blackness, because yeah, yeah. you know that is that is the stronger the beauty of blackness and how people Absolutely. we get to take take real beautiful like and and it's yeah. out there, you know. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you want to be some, you want to assimilate, you want to be something else, you want to be normal, you want to mm-hmm. just do. But mm-hmm. no, no, you don't have yeah. to do that. You can be whoever you want to be, when you want right. to be, do whatever you want. And I know right. we're already powerful. We're already doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted something physical for younger people. Because I think right. younger people, when you're in the mindset, and I remember being young, oh, you yeah. want to fit in. And in the places yeah. that I went to school and class, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with this education, how it can be separate so so much. Oh, yeah, definitely. You start to shape you, and the mm-hmm. way people treat you, or the way that you, the things that you see start to shape your view of yourself. Right. And so I want to put things out there that can um, mitigate that, I guess, and, and, and empower. <clears throat> and, Absolutely. And just empower, yeah. 
And, and I'm glad you said that because oftentimes, you know, you know, as adults, we often think of back, think back to moments, you know, in our childhood or, or adolescent stage where people made us feel like we weren't enough at, at a certain point in time in our mm-hmm. lives with certain situations. And just hearing you say that made me reflect on um, uh, a situation where when I was in high school, I remember I had just um, started uh, my freshman year of high school and, you know, throughout middle school, you know, I'm in honors English classes and, you know, you know, all these, you know, classes. And, and, and then when I got to high school, um, I went to another high school and I remember class, uh, English class. And Mm -hmm. I began to wonder why I was in this English class. And the reason why I begin to wonder is because, and, and it's no, you know, it's not, nothing negative about the other kids in class, but I begin to learn to notice that they weren't on the same reading level, you know, as I was. And then I, be, you know, began to think like, okay. So then I found out that this was, and this was a class, you know, that they put predominant, predominantly black students in, you know, mm-hmm. regardless, you know, if, if, you know, you, you were able to, you, um, you know, read your literacy was at a, at a different level, whatever, but this is a class that they automatically, you know, kind of shifted you into. And mm-hmm. I remember going home, um, and I remember telling my mama, you know, like, mom, I don't understand why I'm in this class. You know, I said, I'm, you know, I'm helping a lot of the kids, you know, to be able to read, I'm passing, you know, all of these, you know, tests and quizzes and all of these things. And so it took my mom to actually, you know, go up to the school, talk to the teachers, talk to the guidance counselors, um, you know, about getting me out of that class, because as long as I was in there, the teacher never thought, even though, you know, I was progressing at a greater level, she never thought I had the potential to go to a a next level class, you know, and so I began to doubt myself, you know, as a, as a young person at that age, like, well, maybe I'm not good enough, you know, to be in those other classes. Maybe that's why I'm in this class. And I felt that probably hadn't my mom intervened at that stage. You know, that that's something that might have stuck with me, you know, throughout my 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 whole teenage years right. of thinking that, you know, I wasn't good enough, you know, to be in these other classes. And what and what I wanna say is, um, you're you're not alone in that experience. Yeah. And it's so yeah. funny that you mentioned that exact experience because I had an exact experience as that. And oh, it's wow. interesting because I moved from California to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And yeah. California was in the eighth grade. And um, in Connecticut, I went to high school. And yeah. so they wouldn't um, transfer some of my credit from mm-hmm. California to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And the, the same kind of thing happened to me where they mm-hmm. uh, tracked. They would call it tracking. Mm-hmm. So they would track you in certain classes based on right. nothing, really, because we didn't do an assessment. Like, I just right. joined the school. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. You just get tracked. And my mom had to do the same thing. And, and my mom actually, you know, she was a teacher. Her mother was a teacher. My grandmother was, I mean, my great-grandmother was a teacher. And so she 
wherever we would move, she was really pointedly picking out the education system she wanted us to go into. <laughs> and so when I told her what happened, just like you, she was like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> because, you know, and, and it's, you're not alone. We are not alone in this experience we're having. I think how to handle them and then um, how to push forward and still know that we're enough. That's where, like you said, the, the struggle or the, you know, it can change your whole outview yeah. from that point on. Yeah. And, um, Absolutely. But you're not, yeah, you're not alone. We're not alone. We're both not alone because this happens to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and the thing about it is, you know, it continues um, <clears throat> to happen, uh, unfortunately, in, in some places, you know, um, my nephew, who's, he's a, um, well, I have two, but um, the, the baby one, he, he is um, getting ready to graduate this year, and um, it took us about <clears throat> two years um, of me, my, my sister, and my mom going over to the school and advocating uh, for him, because for them, um, they felt that because, you know, he wasn't <clears throat> performing um, in the way that they thought he should, um, they automatically assumed that he had ADHD, you know, and um, they were like, okay, we need to get an IEP, we need to get him, you know, assessed, and pretty much it ended up bordering down to he was bored, you know, he was bored, he wasn't being challenged, um, and you know, instead of, you know, teacher or staff trying to, you know, encourage him to, okay, well, let's take these um, other classes or let's see what other work we can give you. You know, they just felt like he wasn't, you know, get living up to his potential. And you could kind of see it begin to weigh on his self-esteem, <clears throat> you know, even, um, you know, in ninth and tenth grade, and so now he'll he's in a you know a honors program, um, but it's you know it's it's that thing about and it mentioned you know early in the show about having that support, you know, of your family and your village and your friends, uh, to be able to support you um, through those challenging moments, you know. And then and then I'm thinking too about how how to find a way to practice the responses when things happen yeah. that are yeah. ag- aggressive towards you. And you know what's like on the microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's something <laughs> that could be small, but, it, but it's yeah. not, and you're upset right. about it. But the initial hurt of it, like the initial hit of it, right. the reaction is, is because what, I, what, what I've been thinking is the, the initial reaction sometimes stops a reaction at all or a response right. at all. Right. But then the other person that may have done it is not held accountable for whatever it is they did. Very and true. then sometimes it doesn't it doesn't have to be a negative because we're seek, if you seek to understand why a person did something that hurt you, um, mm-hmm. then you might necessarily not lash out on the person because everybody hurts other people. You know, with right. their words or anything. But Absolutely. correcting it as if you would correct a child that you love, you know, right? And say, hey, you know, that really hurt. This is why. This is this is why you shouldn't do it again. Helps that person Very not true. do it again to somebody else. Absolutely. And then you or think about it first before they did it to somebody else, or think about it if they see somebody else do it. 
because you've just mm-hmm. put it out there that that may or may that that to you that wasn't right. And I Absolutely. think um, within that conversation, you can still treat others as if you would want to be treated by correctness. So, mm-hmm. like, I've been thinking about that a lot because, and for me, it's even hard. I think it's hard for everybody because once you get that initial microaggression, you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> it happened to me a couple of months ago. I was like, wait a minute, that one was so random. I'm not used to that one. <laughs> how, do you, how do you respond, right? Because you're just, I was, I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute. Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> just a place to, like, practice. I was even thinking, like, you know, it, it's it's uh you know it's it's easy to talk about it amongst ourselves with people of color and black people right but then right. it's hard when it happens to you and, or and you feel like you can't talk about it with you know a person outside the race or a person you know Very because it's, because then it gets awkward right but mm-hmm. it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be i mean i have friends who are white and you know it's not we <laughs> It's hard, it's difficult, but you gotta do yeah. something sometimes. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. And that's and that's how you start the conversation, believe it or not. You know, that's mm-hmm. how you start the conversation of getting people um to, you know, express themselves but also open their mind to different perspectives. You know, because yeah. a lot of times people have different perspectives of, you know, how we are and what our responses are going to be. And exactly. so a lot of times, you know, because sometimes people just expect, you know, like, oh, yeah. I expect, you know, this person mm-hmm. to, you know, just lash out, you know, or, or whatever at the moment. And so um, a lot of times, um, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, to see people's reaction when, like you said, you don't react, you know, in, in the way that they thought you should. But I definitely agree. I, I think that sometimes, you know, it is challenging <clears throat> to have conversations uh, with people, um, especially, you know, if they're other uh, of another race, because um, I think sometimes people just have that fear of the conversation immediately going left, you know, okay, what happens mm-hmm. if this doesn't go over well? Um, and, and there's going to be those moments where you agree and disagree, you know, mm-hmm. with, with people's viewpoints and so forth, but you have to learn how to move forward and move past that you know, and continue on, you know, with with another conversation. So um, I, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely in agreement with that. And when it comes to um, Blacktopia, what kind mm-hmm. of stamp are you hoping that it puts on the world? And um, are you, are you hoping that it does uh, create some conversations <laughs> amongst people? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I hope it, I hope it um, creates some positive um, conversations. And, yes, mm-hmm. things are going to be diff- difficult, but it doesn't mean that you don't have the conversation because I think right. um, the stopping of the conversation um, doesn't lead to change. So, right. I mean, I hope that it brings positivity and love and joy to people um, who are black and also um, and a, a, a wanting to know or seeking to understand for people who are not um, and just, you know, just a greater um, way to envision a perspective, a positive mm-hmm. perspective about what it means to be black and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a mindset that just pr- promotes the beauty of blackness. Because right. I think I think just being black and happy and confident should be a norm 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and not, so you know, yeah, it should just be the norm. It should so be something that is expected, you know? Right. And, and I yeah. think that's what I want uh, to be out there. And I also want youth and young people and young adults to have something or see something that reflects positive, a positive feeling in them um, about themselves. And that, that's what I really want. Like, um, one of the shirts I love is I am black beauty. I am black beauty. Yeah. Like, I am. I like, love that. Or, you know, black girl royalty. I am black girl mm. royalty, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I had a backpack like that when I was young in school, even though I had to go to some places, <laughs> I would rock I know, right? I would rock it, you know? So, um, yeah. rock it now. So, <laughs> any age, you don't have to be just a girl to rock black girl royalty, you know? So it's right. Just, I uh, I just want to, you know, and every time I create something, I just put it out there. Like, I'll think about it. This is what I want to create. I'll just create it. You know? Absolutely. And I'm hoping to expand, Absolutely. not just shirts, but, but a lot of different things. I mean, I see a lot of different things. In, oh, yeah. In, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, in this, in this business. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, because the, the thing about it is um, I think that when we are able to – um, purchase and rock items that represent us, you know, it gives us a boost of confidence as well, you know, because like you said, it's not always easy, you know, walking into different places um, in this world. Um, so sometimes, you know, having a shirt that says a statement gives you that boost of confidence, you know, that you need um, to, to make it through your day or to, to make it in, you know, in that job that <laughs> yeah. you work in that, you know, every yeah. day. Like, because it gets that way, you know, sometimes, you know, some of us working in envi- environments, you know, where it, it may not be that many of us. It may be only yeah. a few. You, may, you yeah. might be the only one, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, sometimes, and then it, like you said, like we talked about it, it's able to start a, a conversation piece. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it just, allows um young people um to in- embrace um who they are and to embrace their culture and love themselves. I think we have you know, we have enough negative things going on in the world and enough mm-hmm. uh negative things that are kind of, you know, corrupting people's mindset and so forth. So to be able to um have something uh, that represents, you know, positivity, um, but also encourages you and, and motivates you at the same time, um, you know, uh, is absolutely amazing. And um, I, I definitely, I definitely can see um, Blacktopia uh, going places and and doing some uh, amazing things as well. And so besides Thank social you, work, uh, absolutely, besides social work, Thank besides um, Blacktopia, I know that Man, we're going to be heading into a new year, like, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, and 2019 will be here before we know it. And so what are some of your plans uh, that you have in store uh, for not only for yourself, but also um, Blacktopia for the new year? Oh, for the new year. So right now I'm having a um, 25% off your entire order. <laughs> like nice. For the holiday season, so anything you purchase, you purchase three, you purchase two, anything is 25% off the whole order. Um, and for the new year, I want to create some more products. Um, I'm thinking I want to get some giveaways out maybe or some, 
you know, um, and I want to, I do want to, like, partnership with a school or go into school, see how I can give back to the children. Um, So I want to do that in the new year. Um, I also want to expand to um, maybe a a different type of product along with the shirt. So I'm not exactly sure what, like, I'm not exactly sure what I'm planning. I'm planning, like, shirts and something else on 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 the site. So, yeah, and just for me in general, um, writing, writing now, young, <laughs> writing, um, because I did, I, I was, um, I wanted to be creative and think about some scripts of movies that I wanted to see in the world. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. I was like, you know, these are some things that I'd like to see when I go to the box office and Black Panther was my movie. I was like, what? That was great. <laughs> So, so, um, so things like that. I'm just, I'm, I'm always open to new ideas and, um, you know, exploring more about the, um, the company and, and what I want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's phenomenal, and um, I definitely love um, your spirit and your energy. Um, I think it's definitely um, encouraging and motivating and uplifting. And you know, I, I think that that anytime we get involved in something that that brings us joy and happiness, we know that we're we're, we're doing the right thing. You know, that we're yeah. um, a part of something great. And so, uh, I am definitely, I'm definitely looking forward um to more <clears throat> coming from you um <laughs> as well as Blacktopia and I know the folks out here oh I forgot to mention one of my other favorite uh because I'm telling you guys I was looking I was like you know what this shopping cart is going to be ridiculous because I'm just <laughs> looking at so much stuff but it was um black and it was broken down into oh. acronyms for mm-hmm. um, beautiful, legendary, African, courageous, and kinetic, and I just I, yes. I love it. I love it. Absolutely, I love it. Love it. that was one of my first designs that I thought of, <laughs> and I um, and I was like, I need the word. We need to do this. I also am trying to come up with um, a definition. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So I'm, I'm keeping. I'm just keeping my ideas coming, but I, I love that you love that. Absolutely. And so um, for the folks out here, tell them uh, where they can go to purchase uh, their Blacktopia gear. Yes. So you can go to www.shopblacktopia.com. So it's shopblacktopia.com. I also have an Instagram account. It's Blacktopia, I-N-C, Inc., Blacktopia, Inc., and Facebook, Blacktopia, Inc., and Twitter at Blacktopia. <laughs> so you can go awesome. on those things. I have tags that you can purchase from all of those places also. Um and the website. And the website is more comprehensive. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I am excited to have had you on the show uh this evening and uh, I'm looking forward to uh more from you. And like I said, anytime um, or anything that we can do over here to help um, promote Blacktopia or get the word out, please let us know. Um, oh, we'll be happy be to do that um, because I think it's um, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I love anything. I love anything that makes um, a positive statement that you know uplifts us, encourages, us, and allows us to embrace you know who we are. You know we can we can be a lot of people. We can do a lot of things. 
um, but just, you know, loving yourself and embracing who you are um, definitely has a way, you know, uh, of speaking volumes. And so um, I am definitely um, excited for you as well. And so um, for the folks out here who may want to be you know, connect with you. They might want to partner up. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, people that do events, so they may want you to come to their oh, event, set up great. shop. Um, mm-hmm. Tell the folks how they can um, personally um, get in touch with you um, as far um, as your um, social media page, uh, email, all that good stuff. Yes, so my email is blacktopiaink at gmail.com. And also, you know, like the Instagram and the Facebook and Twitter, I have that. It's all Blacktopia Inc. Um, but definitely contact me on my email, blacktopiainc at gmail.com, and I will reach back out to you. I am open to events. I'm open to partnering. Any ideas, it would be really great. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, so you guys make sure you go and purchase you some Blacktopia. Hey, Christmas time is coming. Yes, Somebody's birthday is around the corner. Like, yes, you got to <laughs> go on. Yeah. <laughs> and I go love that you said on. motivational and inspirational because that's what I was yes. going for. Yes. So yes, please do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. I truly enjoyed having you on oh, here. And uh, anytime uh, you want to come back on, just let me know. I would definitely love to have you. Um, you got any um, final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners out here? Um, I just want to say um, that the beauty of blackness is really important, and we just need to put it out there. <laughs> we need to Absolutely. embrace it and love ourselves. And I'm so happy to have been on your show. Um, we all got I'm just so happy to get the word out and just share um, these products for everybody to Absolutely, absolutely. And um, like I said, folks, I will be sharing um, the link on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page as well as the um, Bianca Fly page on Facebook so that you guys can go um, and check out the page and purchase um, some goodies from Blacktopia. And uh, once again, thank you so much. And I hope you have um, a great rest of your evening and week. And I'll be definitely talking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have a happy holiday. Thank you. Same to you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Audra. Uh, Make sure you guys, I'm not going to tear up her last name, I promise again. (laughs) Uh, That was Audra, speaker uh, and founder of um, Blacktopia, you guys. And so uh, we are giving kudos to our women entrepreneurs, to our folks out here who are doing amazing, amazing things. And uh, we are looking forward to uh, more amazing people coming on through here to wrap up 2018, um, I'm telling you guys, we just continue to have uh, some awesome, awesome guests. And I'm always thankful and grateful for you guys that take the time to um, come on the show, to talk with me, to share your lives uh, with myself as well as the listeners. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, uh, so I definitely don't take it lightly. Um, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys. And so coming up on uh, Thursday, you guys, uh, we are going to have um, Olave um, Sebastian, author Olave Sebastian, and he's going to come on and he's going to be talking about his book entitled um, 
Hopeless Romantic, uh, Memoirs of a Hopeless Romantic. And so we're going to be talking about romance and, and why some people actually think that romance is actually becoming non-existent uh, and more. So definitely check us out on Thursday um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, uh, we are going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope each and every one of you have a fantastic evening, and I'll see you guys same time, same place on Thursday. I am Bianca Fly, and you guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening.
Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.